Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hi guys, this is Martin Dawson, and you're listening to the Unholy Trinity Podcast. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 8 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast where this week we'll be looking back at Fulham when Everton went from being sublime to ridiculous. Uh, Marco, very disappointing result, obviously, and and quite a disappointing performance given your recent excellent form. Yes, uh, disappointing result, and we didn't perform in uh, the way we want and uh, the way we expect also. We'll have a look at the contract situation of the majority of the squad and who's likely to leave in the summer transfer window? We do it together because it has no sense that I uh, try to, to get a player for Everton and Corsi is, is not uh, willing to play because uh, he is going to make the, the, the starting 11 and, and that's not my job. So. And we'll be taking a long look ahead to Manchester United next Sunday. Did it run? As Morales was onside, and Morales has scored to surely seal an Everton victory against Manchester United for the third year in running. Before we start, lads, and we, we start going through the, the Fulham game, we recorded a great podcast last night, absolutely fantastic, full of positivity, some fantastic points made, and we had a bit of a technical breakdown, so apologies to everyone who was expecting a, a Fulham preview. But we're back tonight, straight after the game. First time we've probably done a, a post-match so quickly after the game. I don't even know where to start. Anyone want to want to kick us off? Well, the three of us joked yesterday, didn't we, that we could just see it being a one-nil defeat. But I don't think any of us actually believed that we were going to put in that kind of performance today. No, yeah, it, it, it's the last thing you'd expect. Well, well. If you're an Everton fan, it's the first thing you expect, wasn't it? I think there was more than one comment saying that we would just be like Everton to to do what we've just done. Um, but I think it's also worth saying that um, as a get-go, uh, credit to Fulham. I mean, just as we've made the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea look a bit mediocre recently, I think they've made us look a bit mediocre today. They've clearly played without any fear. They've pressed us high up the pitch. They've been aggressive. Mitrovic causes all kinds of problems. Um... And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they thoroughly deserved the result, didn't they? Do you think, Mike? Yeah, I mean, we never, never got started at all, I don't think, from the first half. It was all awful and pressure. Um, we, just, we just couldn't seem to, to play our football at all. And, and again, last night, discussing it and what, how we thought we were going to set off and how we thought it was going to go. I thought we'd have, I mean, it's only a small pitch, isn't it, Craven Cottage, but I thought we'd have space to, to play our football. We did say, though, Fulham... Could be a danger. It goes one or two ways when a side's relegated so early. They, they either capitulate and they don't play the football, 
called they play with no fear and, and Fulham clearly showed today they, they play with a lot of freedom um, a lot of pace they, they caused us problems didn't they countless times and you know you, you, we look back on last week against Arsenal when it was such a, a complete performance everyone knew what they were doing Zagielka came in late on and, and he looked back, back to his, his best in a good few years ago today you could argue Zagielka was a fault for both goals hmm. You know, so it was a shock yeah, to me that that key wasn't brought back in. Personally, I, I said was saying last night I thought Michael Key will come back in. Um, he didn't, and Silver never changed the winning team, as they say. He didn't change the winning team, but Jack Yelka for me looked every bit his uh, thirty-six and a half years of age. Yeah, he, he was bullied, wasn't he? I he think was. I, I think in that sort of game, just like Calvert Lewin did against Arsenal, we were we were glowing about him the way he obviously bullied their defenders uh, the other week. Um, I think one one of Keane's strengths is that he doesn't lose many balls in the air and his aerial duels are really strong and it was clear that Mitrovic just went and stood on Jagielka and pretty much won every single ball and Jags got tight twice didn't he got sucked in twice for both goals and both goals were pretty much identical first time he touches it lays it off uh, second time does the same again and both goals just come from pretty much the same moves doesn't it Um and it's just a shame. I mean, obviously, Babel running onto it. He had oceans to run into there for that goal, didn't he? I said he did score. I said he did score. It was written in the stars, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it was. He was going to score. But I just can't believe he treated so little. Besides, really, the, the calvert Loom one, which flipped the bottom of the post, which was probably the best bit of football we played all game. Three little reverse ball by, by Sigurdsson. Yeah, lovely that. You know, I thought, I thought it was a really clever um, effort there by calvert Loom. That's all he could really do. He was under a bit of pressure, flicked it. I he thought he should have scored. Should have scored for me. He had enough time. I thought I, I it was very difficult. So, you know. I think he was more unlucky, really. I mean, when I first saw it in real time, I thought he should have opened his body up and on restyle, just you know, side foot it in the corner. But if you look at it, the keeper closed him quickly. It was a great run, and he, he just tried to almost like Romario toe poke it in the corner. And the spin of the spin of the ball took, the it, took it onto the post. But yeah. um, I mean, another day that comes off the post, Richarlison's following it, I think, and he just taps it in, doesn't he? So. Mm-hmm. You know, ifs and buts, but thought the Charleston was poor as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, he was off. He was off the boil. I think just just quite a few were off, weren't they today? I struggled. Well, we we discussed beforehand, didn't we, about a man the match vote, and we struggled to come up with four names. So we've gone with three names on on the vote. Um, <laughs> Peter Woolley there has just replied and he said, uh, "He gives you man the match." You know, we're doing the podcast, and he just came back with none. So it just says it all really and, and it's very, very hard to pick a man of the match. We weren't at the races at all. No one covered themselves in glory. Um it was a real bad day off bad day at the office for ourselves, which is it's just so surprising after doing what done the last three games. What what did the two of you think about the reaction from the bench? Because for me, I thought Marco Silva just reacted too late. He brought Luckman on, I think, with about what, fifteen minutes to go. And for me you're two 0 down. You're not playing well. You've not been in the game. You know you need bigger changes quicker and earlier, surely. Yeah, I mean, possibly. You, <clears throat> excuse me. Possibly you could um, you could point the finger at him there. I mean, he's been criticised, hasn't he, before for going gung ho almost, isn't it? Bringing on three attackers and then going, and then we lose our shape completely, and then we end up basically like barely creating a thing do we you know, 2-0 so. down against Fulham we were, again we're only saying yesterday they conceded two goals in each of the last 13 games and lost nine on the spin if there's a game to do it that's the game yeah you know, look you can definitely point that he probably should have maybe changed it sooner um, 
But we were just second best in every department today. I even think even if we'd have made the changes, it's easy to say that now. I, I just think they just really wanted it. Just like we've wanted it against the other teams. They really wanted it today. They, they really put us under pressure. They were aggressive, like I said, from the outset. They were on the front foot. They had, you know, if you look at, you know, we've been playing out the back, and they had four players, four players pressing us. And I just don't think they would have played like that if there would have been more, more on that game. I don't know what you boys think. I just don't think they would have played that way. But so it's easy to do that for now. Parker wants to say, look, let's play high, high pressing energy football, and let's see how we get on. Um, and then by doing that, they've taken a bit of a risk by doing a high press and. Yeah, they've got their awards, haven't they? I, I completely agree with the point you've just made, but I, I still think Everton should have reacted. I think if that's the way that Fulham were playing against us, we clearly needed to change our system or our shape or our personnel, and we just sat on it until 75 minutes, brought on Luckman, who I think had two or three touches of the ball in the preceding 20 minutes or half an hour, if you include the daft amount of stoppage time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... It's such a. I mean, we showed against Chelsea, didn't we? When after that that poor first half against Chelsea, when we were not in the game at all, we could have been sort of two or three nil down. And we, we changed from the first thirty seconds of the second half against Chelsea. We changed, didn't we? Mm. And we came out. The system changed a little bit, and we were right in the game. We were the better side against Fulham. I think we had about uh, a ten minute, little ten minute spell in the second half when it was one nil. We pressed a little bit, we had a cavalry win chance, a couple of corners, and we thought, okay, we're pushing now, get a, get a goal, and the game will change. And you know, we, we just, I don't want to say we, we, we lacked a bit of appetite, but I, mean, I thought we were out fought, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, we you know, one thing we, we've done really well against Arsenal, uh, against West Ham, against Chelsea, besides playing decent football, was we, we were playing for, for each other, um, and we were fighting for the ball. We were looking to win the game, looking to win little battles all over the pitch. And today, for whatever reason that was, it just wasn't there. And you know the frustration in the end boiled over with with the Gomez and Mitrovic situation. Um, for me, Mitrovic clearly as him by the neck and pulls him down in the box. It was sooner, it was late on. It was a stonewall penalty for me. Gomez takes take exception to it. Doesn't forget who it is, and, and you know basically is, is put one on his shin. Later on, and it's going to probably receive a three-match ban for, mm. for you know for his, his efforts. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> but it's, it's I think he's not. going to, and that, and that then changes the way that the last season could finish for me. But he's got that in his locker. He can be a little bit petulant, kind. He's a little bit emotional. Uh, Gomez, I, you know, we we all love Andre Gomez, and think he brings a lot a lot to our side. Um, but it was a um, frustrating day all around, both for players and fans alike. I think it's important to have a little bit of needle, and to be honest, you know, you and I were talking then, Pete, while we were watching it, when we were saying that, you know, the amount of times they were going down. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be for a slight knock or a bit of cramp, you know, obviously, yeah, eight minutes. I'm glad they put it eight minutes up because, it, it, you know, look, we would have probably done the same in that situation, but not to that extent. It exactly. was getting a bit embarrassing in every single t- touch tackle. You know, they stayed down for like about 20 minutes. Exactly, not to that extent. The way they were going about it, anyone would think that, that this was the game you needed to win to save the, um, the, the sort of relegation. You need to stamp down on that. It's happening far too often. It's become like a, uh, you know, um, a real thing in the game in the minute. You see it a lot in Europe as well, don't you? you, know, you just, it's, we're winning, let's just run down the clock. But let's not do it trying to play keep ball. Let's do it by basically going down every time there's a touch. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get the trainer on and then we'll just... It's just so so frustrating. Um, it's part of the game, but there's it no, is. There was no sport it is, but you can see correct. But you could also see why the likes of Gomez probably. I mean, even even Gay left one on the lad as well straight after that, didn't he? 
and you know if it'd be impossible not to be if I was on that pitch there all of us were on that you, you, you just got more and more frustrated going you know they're, they're taking the mick here um, and let, let's hope Gomez doesn't get the ban I mean, in the pod we talked about last night then um, we were all saying how great he was and you know he has been fantastic you know his, his passing range uh, off both of both feet um, I mean some of the balls you know he put in the other day against Arsenal were, were, were awesome and we just couldn't really get him in the game today, could we? I mean, I, I think I think all I think him Sigurdsson was was anonymous, wasn't he? In yeah. the game, Bernard had little flashes. Maybe we said already that Sarsen was poor. Coleman see, struggled, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Coleman looked looked awful. Jack Elko was poor. Dean was all right. Zuma was all right. You can't really blame Pickford for a great deal. No, um, no. I, I just think they weren't expecting it. I think we were expecting Fulham to to sit back and let our fullbacks get the ball. And run and get high up the pitch, and they didn't. Mm. Mm. But Silver would have warned that, wouldn't he? Silver would have. There's no say, no way Silver would have just said, "Oh look, lads, we'll just turn up here and beat these." He's not that type of manager, I don't think. No. I just think, ultimately, from the get go, just like just like we did start a bit slow against Arsenal. I mean, Lacazette was in after like two minutes, wasn't he? And today, similar type of thing. You know, we just didn't start straight away aggressive on the front foot. And you know Mitrovic was at the. I said it before, but he was he was he was everything decent they did. He was at the centre of it, and, and you know he was bringing people in. He was holding up the ball. I mean, he probably should have scored two in the first. I hit the bar with another with a cracking shot. It's Pickford made a great save from a header. I mean, he just caused us all types of problems, didn't he? You know he, did, he did, and you know we're going to look ahead shortly in, uh, in regards to people's contracts and you know potential incomings and outgoings for for next season. And he's been touted. To potentially come to Everton. Now I don't particularly like him to be honest. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a bit of a, a nuisance and he's he's big and he's strong. But if we're looking to progress as a club, he's not the kind of player that you bring in for me. He's, he's a bit of a throwback, isn't he? He is. He, you know, and he, he's one of them. He, he, he's a bit of a liability as well. How many times at Newcastle were you sent off when he played yes. the Yeah. He's a hothead, isn't he? Yes. And Rafa told him to go. Yeah, didn't he? And it says it all, doesn't it? Really, you, you, when you're asking players to, to leave your club, um, but it's, it's such a it's such a, a come down we were all full of full of positivity last night when we, when we came together and couldn't see really anything but a, a comfortable Everton victory but we just didn't get to the hazard and that's, and that's football and you know it's, that's Everton isn't yeah. it? well it is and look it's important to remain in the context of this you know we'll, a few a few days will go by and we can we can you know we'll, as always let the fume die down but I, I just think if you look at the context of the last six games if you'd have asked any Evertonian in that run, we'd have beaten Arsenal, we'd have beaten Chelsea, arguably, probably should have nicked it against Liverpool, battered West Ham, you know, absolutely battered West Ham, probably should have scored five, should have scored at least three or four against Arsenal, and we've come up short today. But I think again, if you asked any Evertonian there, we'd have taken, we'd snap your hand off there, wouldn't you? And and you know, we have to put it down to the fact that you know Fulham have turned up today, they've played really well, they've got the goal, and. We were pushing, like you said, Mike. We were showing signs that we we're probably going to get the next one. And then obviously we conceded again. Um, so look, let's look at the let's look at the context. Let's look at the the overall positive side of it. Both Leicester as well have lost, and, and Wolves have lost as well. Is that so positive or negative? No, but what I'm saying is it's, it's an opportunity missed. But mm. at the same time, look, let's look at the context here. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we've had some cracking results, and it's important to. To do, you know, to talk about that as well. Yeah. What, um, what do you think the effect of today will be on the players going into the United game? Well, it'll be it'll be a shot to the system, definitely. Of course, it will. Look, football's all about momentum. Any sport's about momentum and confidence. 
and obviously that'll be a jolt a jolt for them now but you know we should still go into that game with our home form in the last sort of few months full of confidence anyway the crowd will be up for it um, we've just got to make sure we turn up you know like I said like I said last night I mean United have got to play Barcelona four, I think four days afterwards they've got to play um, City so you know they'll have to rest players and I, you know, I, th- I think we've got a great chance of winning that game if we could say we've beaten United Arsenal and Chelsea at home in the space of a couple of months I mean I think that, I think the that's, disappointing, that's a good, good, good result the disappointing thing is uh, and also look, looking forward as well is like you said Wolves lost Leicester lost we win that game we go 7th we're very much in the in the box seat there to, to get that European spot if obviously it comes to 7th seventh, seventh place and I think that, that moves nicely into looking ahead to next season. Contracts. You know, we've got a number of players who are out of contract at the, the end of um, the end of this season. The, the two probably most notable ones. If we take out out the equation Gomez and Zuma, so we, we we've all agreed that we think we should be signing those two players, keeping them within the squad. The two most notable ones are, are Jagielka and Baines and what we do with them. Mm-hmm. Now, after today's results, in arguably one of our most winnable games, which, which we had left, we've, we've blown it a little bit. So seven looks a little bit far away now, so it might mean no European football. So if we base it on the fact that we haven't got European football, do we offer those two players another year? Well, um, Baines, you know, we said this again last night, Baines, 100%. Um, Baines, I'd... I'd I think he's a more than worthy understudy to, to, to Luca Dean. You know, I think the reason why Luke has been so consistent this season is primarily down to the fact that I think that he knows he's got a quality player to come in behind him. Um, Jagielka, I mean, it's easy to say after today's result, but we were all in agreement with that one that I do think, you know, he's 36 now. And like you said before, Mike, you know, he did look like a 36-year-old centre-half today as well as he played against Arsenal uh, last week. Um He's been a great servant for us. You can't knock him. You know he's been fantastic for us. Scored some memorable goals, hasn't he? Wembley scored against Liverpool, a fantastic equaliser at the Cop End. You know, he'll he'll rightly go down as you know one of our better players, isn't he? In the last last sort of generation, really. But um, I think um, if uh, if we're not in Europe and we don't renew his contract, we've had, we've either got to um, push Holgate up into the uh, the eighteen, yeah, or we've got to sign him to the centre half. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, Holgate's on quite a long, uh, a long term deal. He's got another three years left. Holgate's now. It's my thoughts on Holgate, and I mentioned this a, a few weeks ago. Is he's not a centre half. He's not a Premier League centre half for me. Uh, he's too lightweight. He's a. He'd be okay as a, an understudy right back, but I think Seamus Coleman needs a better right back to push him. Like Luca Dean and Baines will put, push each other. I think Coleman needs someone of the same ilk of a, a Luca Dean, if you like. To push him as well. But there were a couple of right back rumours in January, weren't there? Is it uh, Mounier? Um, the Belgian lad. Uh, yeah. Uh, PSG. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he's very similar to Dean, isn't he? He's very attacking, uh, very mobile, quick. Um, well, Keir, Keir, a bit suspect yeah. defensively, but I mean, he is. I'd, I'd definitely take him, surely, yeah. I mean, but Sippy has been mentioned at Tottenham, apparently on his way out. So he, what is he, he's 30 now, isn't he? 29, yeah. 30. Um, is Trippy that old? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, according to his base, it's a bit of peace, but listen, <laughs> you know, you know, Yakubi was uh, 27 for about 15 years, so who knows? But no, it has been, it's, it's definitely one area I think that we need to we need to look at if we let Holgate go. Um, but that, I mean, other, other players you look like they're going to be going in the summer, uh, Stecklenberg would be on his way, I think, to be linked with Nick Pope. 
the last, the last day or so and having every single day of the week to push Jordan Pickford Galloway uh, McCarthy Martina Magalas Nias Tarashar all people like all players like that are going to be gone aren't they um, I think though it's it's one one real bonus consensus or one real good discussion point this week is being Shank Tossin um, we, we're, we're crying out for a centre forward aren't we to push Calvert-Lewin and we, we love what Calvert-Lewin's done we, we, we really do and yeah, I think he's, he's progressed really well the last couple of months especially do you think to push Calvert-Lewin or do you think for Calvert-Lewin to push I think a bit of both I, I, I don't think Calvert-Lewin will probably go into next season as potentially the preferred striker I think someone, someone will be brought in who is probably a bit more experienced maybe who may start the season off starting to bring Calvert-Lewin on. So, not, not saying someone who's like 32, 33, but someone who's maybe sort of 26, 27, who's a bit more developed than Calvert-Lewin. That, well, that would be my preference, and I, I think that would be the consensus of most Evertonians, mm-hmm. that as much as they like Calvert-Lewin, is he starting 11 material for, for a club that want to be um, you know, on the coattails of the top six? Yeah, I mean, you know, t- t- Timo Werner, you're a big fan of, Pete. He, he's uh, you know he, essentially the right age isn't he he's got a great goal scoring record um, someone like him who you'd like to think that we'd be able to attract because he's not quite in that top bracket centre forwards he, he would potentially be a Champions League uh, type team um, the, the young boy Ajax the Brazilian kid Neres is it yeah he looks a real talent um, we've been linked with him as well heavily this week haven't we so I think it'd be great to have those two, you know, two youngsters there trying to push each other, trying to get the best out of each other. But maybe we do need somebody, maybe like a Werner, who's got a bit more of a proven goal scoring record, um, you know, to, you know to, to really take us to that next level. Because I think, yeah, Calvin had that header in the first half today, which is a better chance than it looked. And um, you never describe him as clinical. No, it's, it's, no, I mean, someone mentioned there's, on Twitter that there's a bit of husky so about well. him. I think, I think that's quite. a a fairly good point really because like you know Heskey was a nightmare to play against but then didn't he just wasn't clinical himself was he, he just didn't always seem to sort of either fluff his lines or never really seem to you know be, make the right sort of move um, I don't know what you think mate well I, you know what I like Calvert Loon I think he's, he's really progressing well but he does need someone to bring him on That's I think that's really important you know your development at that age never stops and it shouldn't stop and we haven't got anyone really pushing them on. It's a shame about 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 Shen Tossin because we we had some some great responses this week about him when we, we put a tweet out and to see what people thought about him and the, the general consensus I think is that he's he's a real likable character. That's how he comes across to the fans. Um, as Everton designs there, like him as a person, just don't think he he's a guy fit for our playing style. We don't he'd be better probably in a four four two. Paul Brannan there at Paul BR 1959 he's a second striker has to play with a centre forward real valid point isn't it with, yeah, he, he can't play on his own up top can he he came on today funnily enough and him and Calvert-Lewin were, were a two but for the sake for, for 10 minutes you're not going to see a great deal he had one, one chance didn't he on the swivel with his left foot and he put it about 25 yards over the bar but you know people generally always say you know he puts he puts a shift in uh, Matthew Harrison there at Sophie has actually quite like him always comes across as a willing player and you don't need much trouble from him he's not, not a top 8 player but can fill gaps it says it all doesn't yeah, it really yeah, I, think, I think he's a really decent finisher to be honest I just don't think that you've got to have if, you, if you're playing up top of the Premier League now 
you've got to have a bit a bit of pace. And yeah, he just doesn't suit the way we play, does no. he? I mean, he, you know, he was brought under the Allardyce era, um, and then probably suited the way he probably wanted us to play. He's just not mobile enough. I mean, um, to play the way Silver wants to play. Um, you know, the good thing about Calvert Lewin is that he can play with his back to goal. He's definitely improved that a lot. But also, he can run in behind. He's got he's got pace to burn. And if you flip it into the channels and ask him to run after it, he will, won't he? And he causes defenders problems. If you do that with Tosin, he just hasn't got the legs to get there, has he? And cause cause the problems and put put, put defenders under pressure. Which is a shame because I, I I do agree with you. I think he's he is you know when he is giving chances, he is a very good finisher, isn't he? He's decent in the air, um, and you know he's got good technique as well. His touch is pretty decent as well. Um, it's just one of those. But I, I do think they'll probably move him on in the summer. He'll probably look like he'll go back to Turkey by the sounds of it. They love him over there, well, don't they? Well, Mark Marcel Brands has said he thinks he can bring about forty million quid in over the course of the the uh, summer transfer window. And we asked people yesterday about who they thought would bring in the most money. Um, we had that Snyder, Vlasic, Sandro, and, and Balassi and. It was uh, Vlasic who, who won the day there at that vote, about 53% of the vote. But Snyderlin wasn't too far behind in terms of what people think that we can bring in for him. But they, I mean, the likes of Vlasic and I put Luckman in the same category there. Uh, on the day, the two of them are, are a real threat. And if you said to me, we've got four wingers in Bernard, Richardson, Vlasic and Luckman going into next season, I, I think, oh, that's, that's not bad at all. I'd love to keep him, Vlasic. I, I do think I do think there is a talent there. I don't think he showed it enough. I think the fact that he's a Croatian international already, who are a good side, um, shows that what they think of him. Uh, he's gone over to Moscow. Yeah, it's a weaker league, but he's gone over there and he's and he, you know he's done well. He's he's he stood out in the Champions League. He scored against Real Madrid. Let's um, not forget who Mani stood out in that league. I know Pete. I know. Russian, <laughs> Russian player of the uh, of the year. Yeah, I believe def- with his accolade before we, uh, he was signed by Everton. That was definitely rigged, that. There's no way he's Russian player of the year. But going back to the Vlasic point, just very quickly there, Mike, sorry. I, I do think there's a talent there. I do think it'd be typical Everton, wouldn't it, to let us, let him go and then he but turns out to be the, ne- the, next, the next Modric. Does but he want to play for Everton? Well, that's the million-dollar question. I mean, Silva clearly likes him. Silva's come out publicly and said he likes him. I think they, you know, ultimately that they really push for a move. Um, and his agent pushed for a move. He got the move. He, you know, he wanted because I think he was really downbeat uh, under Allardyce. Uh, who obviously clearly didn't like him. Um, and Cumin, you know, Cumin gave him gave him. It was Cumin signing, wasn't it? But it was, Cumin didn't probably play him enough. Either. Look, ultimately, I just think let let's bring him back. Let's see if he gets a run for a season. If he doesn't, then maybe look to shift him on. Well, but people were were saying so yesterday. They they think he's he's a talent and they think he'll bring in the most money and. Um, El Hamlet ninety five there said you know Dinks he'll bring in fifteen million quid, but two years later he'll be signed for seventy million quid, and we played in the regular Champions League football and be Croatia's man in the next World Cup. Ever, exactly. Ever, ever in that. So, <laughs> exactly. You know it's it's yeah. it's from what we've seen of him, which is you know it's very very limited time. You actually seen him on a pitch for Everton. He, he's shown real flashes. I think of talents and he's got good feet. Mm-hmm. Got that acceleration. He's he's quite strong, isn't he, on the ball? Stocky, he's, he's short and stocky. Yeah, yeah. But but the question is, like Pete said, does he want to play for Everton? And I think the answer to that question is no. And if the answer to that question is no, it's okay. I'll, I'll go on you go. Yeah, and I, I do think that, I do think the way Brands and, and and Silver operate, if they, if that is very clear, they will shift him on. But um, 
you just mentioned the four wingers there would be happy with them possibly if we did go and we got someone maybe like a Lozano or someone to replace him then I think a lot of fans would be happy with that he's probably a bit more of a finished product isn't he yeah of course but, um, yeah. but you know someone like a Lozano would, the reason we didn't get him in the summer because it was stupid money they wanted for him wasn't it it was on the back of a bit of club wasn't it which yeah. is always going to yeah. be difficult to, to get these players um, in but look the, ultimately uh, going back to the contract situation there there's definitely some you look to shift on the problem is is how we are we going to how are we going to get get rid of some of these players? Like the likes of Morales, where the hell is he going to go? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Who's going to want him? Um, yeah, exactly. Possibly maybe some promoted Premier League side, but his attitude's awful, isn't it? I mean, well, he's, he's getting sent back, isn't he? By by Fiore and Cena, by all accounts, they've, they've got no interest in keeping. But he was sent back from where? Where did he go before that? Was it Turkey? Was it? Did he go to Turkey? Olympiacos. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So so. You know, and he caused a bit of trouble there as well, didn't he? Apparently, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah welcome. So he was welcomed like the next Maradona, wasn't he? And then yeah. he obviously left. Yeah, very much differently. But I, I, look, ultimately, there's clear. There's, there's, it's clearly that they're gonna they're, they're gonna um, try and get rid of like he like he said there forty million pounds worth of players. If we can do that, let's not forget the wages of some of those guys as well. Well, he's, he's again Brands close to the figure of thirty million for the to get off the books wages wise, which is go. a massive massive figure, isn't it? Um, but it's going to be quite a few changes. I think we need to keep it down to uh, if we're not in Europe, which was sort of saying looking at things after today, which chances are we're not going to be. That's that's my opinion. I wouldn't write that off yet, though. No, but I, you, I think be, be, being realistic, I think we we we've, we've sort of blown it a bit today, to be honest. Pete, what do you think? I agree with Mike. I, I think we needed to win today, especially with United and Tottenham to come. In our last, last four yeah I think United yeah I understand that um, Spurs away obviously the new ground they've won comfortably today haven't they um, but those guys don't forget I've got other matches I, I, sh- I don't think we should rule that out completely Wolves are suddenly weird team Wolves this season haven't they but you know they've struggled a bit recently lost again today um, Leicester I mean Rafa's clearly sure he beat Leicester just don't leave any space in behind and restrict them and they didn't even look like they were going to get a goal really so um, I think I'll go down to the wide because Leicester's running. They've got, they've got, they've, I think they've got to play three of the top, Chelsea, top four yeah, or something yeah, like top five, haven't they? The last few games. Few tough games. Um, so, and Watford have got an FA Cup final as well. So there'll be a load of players there trying to stay injury free and things like that. So, I do think. Look, we've still got a very good chance. We've, I think, if we beat United, um, which I think we're more than capable of, uh, we can go on a bit of a, a mini run again, maybe, and, and, and have a chance to get. I do, I do like what Silva said in 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 the press uh, in his press conference today about when asked that about Europe, you know, he was asked, would it be a burden to get into the Europa League, and he just shut the guy down, didn't he, and said straight away, he said, of course, a club of this magnitude should be playing in in in, in a European competition, and it would allow us to get where we want to be faster, and I agree with that, you know, whether it's Europa League, Champions League, whatever, of course, you'd rather be in the Champions League, but that's going to take a bit of time. It, it, you is, know, and it is attracting the certain types of players. European football does that, doesn't it? But we we've shown we've shown uh, obviously on our day the last few weeks, especially what kind of football we can play in. But I don't want to sort of fill the, the podcast full of, of negativity. But looking ahead now to to United next week, I think we still go into that game with a, an element of confidence. If we you know forget about form just just for a minute, the last two home games we've shown what we are all about and what, what style we're trying to play and like you said United have got distractions they've got City coming up the Champions League obviously second leg against Barcelona they have got distractions and I think we approached that game as a side the way we approached Arsenal 
way we approach the second half against Chelsea. And at that belief, I think one key factor may be that Gomez is, is suspended. I think it changes our dynamic a little bit, doesn't it? Massively. Um, and that, that could impact quite heavily. And it's who comes in there. Does Snyder come back in and we go a little bit more defensive? Do we bring in James McCarthy? He hasn't played for a long, long time after his, his broken leg. Um, does Personally, I've got Sigurdsson in me. I drop him into that position where Gomo is playing, and then play like like he's done today. He tried he tried um, Bernard in the pocket today, didn't he? And then put one out wide. I'd potentially do that. I think out of the options we've got available, I just think it's too defensive playing Schneider and Gay, and it's clearly shown that. Um, I think Sigurdsson has got the passion range to play in that position. He's got the energy to play in that position. I don't think he's obviously the same level as Gomez in that position, but I do think for me that's what I would do if he does get suspended. And then you know, play either even Lutwin in that ten position possibly, um, or Bernard in there and, and then Lutwin out wide. I just think that keeps a bit more of a balance. Still, I don't know what you think. I, I'm quite worried about this United game to be honest, because I think out of the so-called top six, for me, they're the team that give Everton potentially the greatest amount of problems. Um, I, I'd even say I go as far as to say even up there with Man City because. They play fast, counter-attacking football. Um, and what Marco Silva's shown, particularly against Chelsea and Arsenal, is we're not afraid to take it to teams now, which is fantastic. I think against you know Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool. But I think when we play a team with real pace, that attack together, um, we're at big risk of being torn apart. Yeah, I mean, if you play, if you play with Martial, Rashford, those sort of players, obviously pace to burn, aren't they? Um, Lukaku will be up for it. There's no doubt about that. I imagine he'll play. He's been playing on the right, hasn't he, recently with Rashford through the middle. I just think I do think they will rest a lot of players as well. Like I said, I mean, you know, they, yes, they are going for the Champions League in in terms of trying to finish in the top four. Um, but I don't think they'll be completely full strength, and I think that gives us a chance to play that. You know, to, to really put them under pressure. Um, they're hit and miss, aren't they? The one United. They are. Since Solskjaer has been given the the job on a permanent basis, they they're very much uh, hit and miss, and they, that free flow of football that they were playing. When he first came in, that initial impact, they were unbeaten for quite a long time. They don't look the, the same side, do they? Um, I, I think, to be honest, and I might sound a bit daft after getting beat today, I think they're there for the taking, especially Goodison. I, I don't go into that game with any fear. The only two sides who, who I fear who would come to Goodison are Man City mm. for what they could do to you yeah, and the Derby because I don't like it anyway, but Liverpool are a very good side. You will put Spurs in there? No, not on the same bracket as, as the top two. No, I think the top two are by far and away the, the top two at the moment, and that's it. As, as, mm. as shame as it is to say it, that's the way that it is. Yeah. I think I think the next four down are very very similar. You know, I, I hold probably Arsenal and Harry Garden and do Chelsea. Tottenham probably top of that little mm. mini league for me. Not just talking about where, where they sort of sit in terms of how competitive they are against each other. I'm thinking about how they perform against Everton, and for me. Spurs, United, I wouldn't say so much Man City, I'd say Spurs and United are the two clubs I fear the most, there's an Everton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a good mate of mine's a United fan, I asked him the question about, you know, what's happened since Solskjaer took the job, you have sort of dipped a little bit, um, and he actually turned around and said, well, actually, we, we ran out of legs, and then Pog was also, because I think Herrera and Matic have been missing on that run as well, where they've had a bit of a dodgy patch. And that means Pog was playing deeper, and we all know Pog were playing deeper is nowhere near as effective. You know, you saw the runner he went on as soon as Mourinho went. And he was basically playing as a ten, 
and he was you know creating scoring um, and then since he's had to drop deeper and become more defensive United have suffered and he's also said as well that they've been playing with such high energy when Solskjaer first came the levels of running have dropped off as well um, and you know as poor as Barcelona were the other day I mean, you'd imagine Barca would still go through there I think but so. United are going to obviously go you know they were very lucky to get through against PSG with that with that VAR goal but I think they'll be trying to throw everything into that game it could be a good time to play them it could be a good time to play them as I said because they'll be looking to rotate but they have got class players coming in I mean, Martial causes all sorts of problems doesn't he whenever we play yeah, them. Against yeah I know and, and, and the players they're bringing in there look, Rashford as well he's, he's been brilliant recently as I said Rom will be up for it um, it won't be an easy game they've got class all over the pitch but you, like you just said there Mike at home you know we've been fantastic um, get those sirens on the sirens do it for me I tell you I was sitting there last week and when they kicked it my dad thought it was a fire alarm but um, there's the air in the back of my neck we're right up straight away and you can you can feel the buzz with it lifts straight away the, the ground's up aren't they and I, I, I love the sirens being a fantastic introduction like you love the flags that were there last week Pete against Arsenal <laughs> I want to let us know about those flags, Pete. I think you were a bit upset about those. Well, we were discussing last night, weren't we? I, I don't think Everton is the type of club that needs the fans to be given plastic flags um, before kickoff. I think we're a big enough club. We bring our own flags. People bring their own banners in the Gladys Street. You know, and all credit to um, to the originals and trying to improve the atmosphere. And love the sirens, love the singing section, but leave your plastic flags at home <laughs> you made it here first more than leave your plastic flag at home they're a danger to Pete's health I can see what you're saying Pete we did we did debate that um, and yeah, you know, we talked about the, the sort of the mosaic that Tottenham put up them for the Champions League game the other day on their uh, you know great motto that they've got what is it to do is to dare or something like is it to dare is to do or something yeah. like that I don't know yeah. you do though don't you though <laughs> <laughs> that'd look better that would good luck in a mosaic wouldn't it you could have that in the back end Absolutely dreadful, but um, no. But I, I kind of see, see, see what you're trying to say, but I, I do think as well the scene section is a good point that you mentioned there. There's a couple of times in the Arsenal game where, uh, from where we were sitting, Pete, there, you, you, know, you could tell there was, there was like a certain people, like a, a group of people that were starting the singing, and it only takes about half a dozen, a dozen, isn't it, to, to start singing the chant, and then and the whole stadium, mm-hmm. the whole stadium goes. Um, so you know, was oh, fantastic! Absolutely fantastic! I just hope it's the same for the United game, and uh, we don't sort of lose a bit of momentum now after that uh, defeat at Fulham. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that, and that's why I think it's important to reflect on it. And you know, Silva will now. I think he'll dress him down there after that game as well, and rightly so because we've been a bit complacent. But you know, we'll, we we start we start again on, at home, and, and let, let's give him a right. Uh, a right go. Yeah, and I think I think that, I think we will as a as a fan base. We we know the importance of getting behind the the team. We've seen what it can do over recent weeks. It's, it is important, and we feed off off the loads of the fans and the the passion and and things like that. So I think I think we will do. Um, I am actually looking forward to. It. I know Pete said he's not because uh, because of past history with United, but I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll put this game out of out of our minds. Hopefully. Um, I'm going to start things off with a little prediction for the game. Come, I'm going to say Everton one nil. Like I won again last week, Arsenal one nil. I'm going to say uh, Everton one nil. I'm going to say goal scorer will be, I think, big Michael Keane's back in there and he scores header, a looping header because he can't head the ball straight. It'll <laughs> <laughs> loop over the header. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to be the man with the unpopular opinion this week. Oh, oh. I, I think we're going to have steam a little bit. 
I think Calvert Lewin, full of endeavour, but he's not scoring. And I think he should have had at least one, or maybe even two today. I think we lose the game. One score. I'm saying two 0 United. Two 0 scorers. I think we get picked off. Fast counter attack. Um, scorers. Yeah. Like you said, they rotate so much. It's hard. It's, it's hard to pick. I'll say Rashford and Lingard if if they play. Yeah, um, I know it's a week off, and obviously we've just gone on off the back of a, a bad result. But um, I'm inclined to to be a bit positive, like Mike. I I do think um, we'll give them a good game. I do think they'll rest players. I think that'll be in our favour. Um, I can see his I can see his nicking it two one. Uh, would you win against him at Goodison? I think as well. Uh, we last, when did we last beat him? Was it under Moyes? Was it when Moyes came? No, we beat we, 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 we Martinez. And that hasn't been to Penn, was it? No, I don't mean that. When when Moyes was at uh, United. Oh, when he was Mines, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, was that the last time we beat him? We could have seen it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he go after that? He went after that game. Yeah, because there was someone in, in the group, we fed Alphys in the uh, family. Yeah, Pete's got a nice extra small. Going to be for Alfred there for, for the occasion. Save that for the bedroom, Pete. <laughs> um, no, but I do. Um, I do think actually. I think it'll be two one and be a tight game. I think. Um, I think um, I can see Siggy grabbing one free kick, um, and I can see uh, Richarlison, uh, who's got a good record at home, nicking it. And for them, I can see. I can just see Lukaku scoring. I can just see it. He'll uh, score and he'll, he'll cup his ear. To the to the park end at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I do think we've got enough to beat, and we've been very good at home. Um, but uh, I think we'll just we'll just nick it. Excellent. Well, hopefully, me and Leah right. Uh, but before we go, a little reminder: Monday night, Goodison Park, seven o'clock. Under twenty threes are on for the title. Tickets are free, so no excuse not to get down there. We're open for the Sagans. Let's get down there, support the lads. Could be the second title in three years so get down there support them and we'll catch you next week when we review the United game in huge detail Sports Social Podcast Network Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at US Border Patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.